Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I'm your host for tonight. And it's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I'm grateful for all that God is doing throughout this platform and continuing to do. And in spite of what's happening in the world, God is still faithful. He's still just. And I'm so grateful that he continues to show himself as the ultimate source. And that is what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about how God is the ultimate source in our lives. I'm so grateful that God had laid it on my heart to talk about this. Um, we're going to get that into get into that in a second. But before I get ahead of myself, let's say a word of prayer and we get right into tonight's podcast for this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, God, for your presence. God, I thank you, God, for who you are, who you continue to be, God, not just in my life, God, but in the viewers um, and the listeners' lives in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Father God, for such a time as this, God, that you are, God, cultivating the gifts inside of your children in the name of Jesus, God, to be in position, God, to do your work, to be in position, God, to go wherever you lead us to go. Holy Spirit, I ask that, God, that through this podcast tonight, God, that we will have a better understanding who you are as God all by yourself. Holy Spirit, move through me, God. I'm a humble vessel, God, chosen be to be used, God, to bring you all the glory, to bring you all the praise, God. I count it a privilege and an honor to be used for by you. And may you get all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' awesome name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys, those that are tuning in on Facebook, welcome and on Instagram. And we also have our listeners here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor. So I'm grateful for all of you guys who um, constantly support this podcast. And before we get into tonight's topic, I just want to do a brief review um, of what we talked about last week. For those of you that did not have a chance to tune in. Um, our topic last week was called break the barrier. Our topic last week was called break the barrier and what God, um, had me to cover, um, was two different subtopics and that was types of barriers. First and foremost, types of barriers. So types of barriers are procrastination, um, um, unwanted or ungodly, um, relationships or friendships, um, depression, different, di different things that become barriers in our lives that hinder us from doing the work of the Lord, that hinder us from fulfilling our God-given purpose. And the other thing I talked about last week was how to break the barrier. Once we find out what the barrier is in our lives that's hindering us from doing God's perfect will, then it's our responsibility to ensure that we allow God to break the barrier in our lives. So that means having a lifestyle of prayer and getting rid of the, the people that's not supposed to be in your lives. Um, also surrendering unto God. These are some of the things that I mentioned last week. Um, so you didn't get a chance to see it. Make sure you follow. I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page. You can go on last week's podcast. You can also listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just look for um, Imperfectly Perfect Live and you're able to see it as well. So for tonight, a lot to cover. Um, get right into it. Tonight's topic is the ultimate source. The ultimate source. And how God had downloaded into my spirit to talk about this is because um, specifically for me is that I'm in a season in my life where I have no choice but to depend on God. I'm in a season in my life where I have no choice to depend on God is that God has already promised me some things. God has already said certain things will come to pass in my life. But, 
with me, you know, different things have arisen as far as me being un currently unemployed and I was laid off. And for me, not being, uh, not working is just like, okay, I have no choice but to depend on God to me to be my provider. Because if he said these things are going to come to pass in my life, God is the ultimate source. And so I was, I had to depend on God because one of the resources that I had in my life is no longer in existence in this currently current moment. So God is saying, but was reminding me that even in, in these current times, that he's the ultimate source and that his sources are limitless. That no matter what we face, no matter what we come across, that God's sources reach because he's the ultimate source and he provides unlimited resources for our lives. There's nothing that God can't do and, is, and won't be able to do. As long as we trust him, as long as we rely on him, rely on him. So two words that I want to break down tonight is ultimate and source. And these words got me so excited. So I pray that I contain myself and is able to explain it the way the Holy Spirit shared with me. So the first word is ultimate. And what, what ultimate means is original. And original means initial, not secondary, derivative, or imitative. So when you think about being original, everybody's talking about, oh, I'm original. I can't be duplicated. You know, nobody can copy me. But if you think about it, God is the only original. <laughs> God is the original. He is all things that we are the imitation of God. All creation is the imitation of God. So when you think about the ultimate, the ultimate source, God is the original Nobody can imitate God. Nobody can can um, be secondary to, because God is not secondary. Many people, the devil himself, try to imitate God and he got kicked out of heaven. He really tried to be God. And we are God-like. We are children of God. But nobody can't be God. He's the original. And we're going to get into some characteristics um, of God explaining how God is the ultimate source. So the first definition I have for original, for ultimate rather, is original. The other one I have is that when you think of something as ultimate, it is the best or most extreme of its kind. When something is ultimate, thank you, Holy Spirit, it is the best or most extreme of its kind. In other words, it's the utmost. The utmost. So thinking of something, when you think of utmost, thinking it is great, is mighty, is magnificent, is amazing. It's so many adjectives that can explain ultimate. So God is original and he is the best, most extreme of its kind. Nothing can, when you think of somebody being the best, nobody can top it. Nobody can top God. Many people try. Many people have attempted to, but nobody can top what God can do and who God is. Not even what God can do, but who God is. Nobody can top that. So what does source mean? We know what ultimate means now. What does source mean? Source means anything or place from which something comes, arises, or is obtained. In other words, it is the or origin or the beginning. 
So when you think about a source, that means that things, there's different things, people, places, that which um, comes from or arises or, or is obtained. It's the origin, the beginning. So God is the ultimate source, meaning that he's the original, that everything is obtained from God. All creation is obtained from God. Everything comes from God. He is the ultimate source. God is the ultimate source. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 8, verse 5 through 6 in the Amplified Classic Edition. Just so it can explain it just even more about how God is the ultimate source. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Again, we're reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5 through 6 in the Amplified Classic Edition. And it says, for although there may be so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many of them, both of gods and of lords and masters, yet for us there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things, and for whom we have life, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through and by whom are all things, and through and by whom we ourselves exist. I want to read verse 6 again. It says, yet for us there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things, and for whom we have life, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through and by whom all are all things and through and by whom we ourselves exist. So when you think about God being the ultimate source, we think about how God is the creator of all things. We're going to get into in a second. And the problem is why God, and I'm just going to read this, that when we know who God truly is, we won't be moved by obstacles that come our way. Why? Because God is limitless. God is limitless. When obstacles come our way, we should not be dismayed. We should not be moved by what's happening around us. Why? There's nothing that God can do. God is a limitless God. Because God is the ultimate source, that means that our resources are limitless. Okay, you lost your job. Okay. God will provide you another one. Okay, you don't have a car. God will make sure you have another one. Okay. You might not have a house. God will make sure you have another one. You might not have certain finances. God will make sure you have all you need. Everything you need. You may feel like you're not protected. God will be your protector. Everything that we need, everything that we desire is in God. And this is what God had to remind me of because there's some things that I'm, the, I'm believing God for doing and he, I know he's going to do. And when one resource ended, God reminded me that don't worry about that. Because God knows the plans and thoughts that he has for us. He knows what our future holds. He knows what tomorrow brings. So if somebody leaves your life, if, if you are in a relationship and somebody, you know, and you broke up with them. Know that, huh, first and foremost, seek God to see, realize that even if that person was meant to be in your life, or maybe that friend that you had that meant you no good. 
You need to make sure that you are not depending and not holding on to things that God is, is telling you to let go of. We depend on people. We hold things. And a lot of us have been hoarders in our lives. We hold things with fear that, that we won't be able to get another fear that there's not greater. And it's, and I've used this example before, but it's just like an example that I saw on Facebook where a little girl had a small teddy bear, a small stuffed teddy bear. And Jesus was new before her and he uh, behind his back. See, behind his back, he had a huge teddy bear behind his back. And he reached out his hand to the little girl. My God. He reached out his hand to the little girl. And he was reaching out his hand to say, will you give this up for me? Will you give this up for me? I know. I know the small teddy bear is there to you. I know it means a lot to you. But I have bigger in store for you. I have greater in store for you. Will you give this up? I know it's going to hurt you to give it up. I know it's going to hurt you to turn away. I know it's going to hurt you to move. But I have better. I have greater. I have more in store for you. And God is saying tonight. Will you be willing to give it up for him? Are you so tied and are you so dependent on this resource instead of dependent on the ultimate source who is God? We can't be so connected to things. We can't be so connected to people that if God says leave, we're like, oh God, well, I've been, I've been friends with them for 20 years. Oh God, oh, I've been in a relationship with, five, with them for five years. Oh God, I've been living in the city for almost 10 years. God is saying he knows all of that. But when God tells us to move, will we go? When, when God tells us to speak, when we speak, when God tells us to walk, will we walk? Will we do it when God leaves us or will we be so... Worried about our connection with that thing to the point that we don't go with the shift. We be so connected to things that we don't go with the shift of God. God is saying he's the ultimate source. There's no need for us to worry when things go astray. It doesn't, it does, it's no means for us to worry when it seems like our back is against the wall because God says he's there. He said he's there. So God is the ultimate source. And what I want to get into tonight is some attributes of God. Characteristics of God. So to prove that God is the ultimate source. 12 attributes that I have of God. And this is only 12. There's so much more. <laughs> it's so much more attributes of God, but these are 12 that God wanted me to focus on tonight. So first and foremost, how we're going to prove that God is the ultimate source is that God is the creator of all things. Hallelujah. God is the creator of all things. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis chapter one. I'm just going to read verse 1 through 5. But as far as this reference is concerned, God's creation is in Genesis 1 through 31. But I'm just going to read 1 through 5 just for um, time's sake and just to show you who God is as the creator. And I'm reading from the New International Version. 
Genesis chapter one, verse uh, one through five, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So first and foremost, we're talking about God being the ultimate source. So how can we prove that? Why? Because God is the creator of all things. As you can see, this was just the first day. God created seven and he made all creation in seven days. In six days, rather. And he rested on the seventh day. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He created all things. And on the first day, it says the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. So there was nothing. See, it was nothing around. It was formless. Nothing was in shape. Nothing was here. There was no light. And then once God said, see, he said, let there be light. And there was light. So then it was not just light, but then it was also darkness separating day from night. That was just the first day. So if God created all creation, that proves that God is the ultimate source. A lot of us, we look into man, we look into things, we look into everybody else but God. And God is saying, I am the creator of all things. I am the creator. I've given, I gave you the inventions. I gave you the dreams. I gave you the gifts. So why are we looking to people? Why are we looking into things? Well, God is saying, if you have any questions, if you need anything, if you need protection, if you need provision, if you need deliverance, look unto me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. Why do we think that we can't go to God? He's the creator of all things. Glory be to God. Other scripture that I have for this is Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 through 17 and I'm reading from the NIV version it says the supremacy of the son of God the son is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Jesus, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. So God is saying he is the visible and invisible he created the visible and the invisible so a lot of times we always believe in god for the tangible but we don't believe god for the intangible we don't believe god for the things that we cannot see because in hebrews 11 verse 1 it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so we can't just believe God for a house, for a car, for money. We need to believe God for healing, for wholeness, for deliverance, for breakthrough. Knowing that God 
is the creator of visible and invisible things. He is the ultimate source. My God, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's just number one. What else is God? God is, number two, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Version. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Version. It says, Jesus the example. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, Jesus, looking away from all that would distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy, Yerabasi, of accomplishing the goal set before him they set before him endured the cross disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God revealing his deity his authority and the completion of his work God is the author and finisher of our faith he is the beginning and the ending because God is the beginning and the ending. He is the ultimate source. He created all things. Everything begins and ends with him. Jesus. Everything begins and ends with God. He knows. He created all things. He wrote it down. He knew what we were going to be before we were even formed into our mother's womb. The word of God says, before you were formed into your mother's womb, I knew you. Before we were formed into our mother's womb, God knew us. And yet we're still dependent on other things. God is so big. God is so big and he's so limitless. God's creativity is limitless. I mean, he created everything. He created animals. He created the universe. He created the waters. He created everything. God's source. Oh, Rabbi, see, God's resources are limitless. Whatever you need, go to God for. Whatever you need. God is not limited. To what he can do and will do for you if you trust him, if you believe in him. Okay, we're in the middle of the pandemic. So what? God has proven himself. People are opening businesses. People are being healed left and right. Yes, they're God. You know, unfortunately, some people have left this earth. But that does not mean that God is still not God. God is still doing, performing miracles. God is still doing miracle signs and wonders in the earth. But a lot of us have not been able to see it or receive it because we have been limiting what God can do and who God is in our lives. 
God is saying, I want to do more for you. I want you to see more. I want to reveal myself more to you. But you have been limiting me in your thought process. You've been limiting me in what I can do. We got to stop doing that. Hallelujah. God again, number two, is the author and finisher of our faith. Number three, God is omniscient. Omniscient. O-M-N-I-S-C-I-E-N-T. And that means all-knowing. God is all-knowing. God knows all things. He knows all things. So whatever it is, whatever wisdom we need, whatever knowledge we need, if we need answers, God says, knock and the door shall be open. Seek and you shall find. Ask, oh, Rabbi, see, and I'll give you the answer. But yet we're not going to him first. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me. Again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. Seek God first. Why? Because he's the ultimate source. And after we seek him, glory be to God, because he's all-knowing, because he knows all things, he will lead us and direct us to the resources and link us to the resources, connect us and have divine connections in our lives. If we trust him, if we rely on him. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Amplified version. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. The Amplified version. It says. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you. Says the Lord. Plans for peace. And well-being. And not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Glory, glory, glory. To give you a future and a hope. Yes, Melissa. Number one. Was God is the creator of all things. God is the creator of all things. And number two, God is the author and finisher of our faith. And number three, again, is God is omniscient. He is all knowing. Hallelujah. God is all knowing. He's all knowing. Jesus. Let's go to Psalms 139 verse 1 through 5. Hallelujah. I love the way David. Huh, I love David as a psalmist, period. But he he explains and he's so he's so good with his words and his poetry of in giving worship and adoration to God. In Psalms 139, verse 1 through 5, in the Amplified Version, it says, O Lord, Yerabasi, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up my entire life, everything I do. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. And you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken. Behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My God. David was saying, God, you know me. And what I love about verse 4, it says, even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, 
Behold, oh Lord, you know it all. Even before I speak it out my mouth. God, you know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm going to do before I do it. God, you know what I'm going to say before I speak it. God, you know where I'm going to go before I go. Jesus. He's all-knowing. God is the ultimate source. God is the only one that knows all things. He's the only one that knows all things. My God. Hallelujah. I pray that you've been blessed so far. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next attribute of God. Characteristic of God. God is omni um yes. Yeah, my, no, omnipresent. God is omnipresent. This is number four. God is omnipresent. Meaning that God is everywhere. Meaning that God is everywhere. So he can be here in Philly. He can be in Georgia, in Savannah, Georgia. My old, <laughs> my second home, away from home. He can be in California. He can be in Africa. He can be in Italy. He can be in Paris. He can be in China. He can be in Japan. He can be in Saudi Arabia. He can be in Kenya. He can be in Australia. He can be in all these places at the same time. At the same time. At the same time. That's how powerful God is. Everywhere. And because he's everywhere, God says he'll never leave us or forsake us. He'll always be there. He'll always be there. Glory be to God. Let's go to Psalms 139. Verse 7 through 11. Psalms verse chapter 139. Excuse me. Verse 7 through 11. And I'm going to read from the New International Version. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in death, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast, Jesus. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Glory, hallelujah. Even the darkness will not be dark to you for the night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. My God, David says, it doesn't matter where I go. You're going to be there, God. It doesn't matter where I go. And the wonderful thing about God is he's not only everywhere for me. He's everywhere for you. He's everywhere for everyone, for everyone. God doesn't, doesn't pick and choose who he's going to be there for. He's everywhere. When you seek him, he'll be there. When you call him, he'll be there. When you need him, he'll be there. When you cry unto God, God will be there. God will be there. Jesus. God will be there. He is the ultimate source. Whenever you need him, he's there. When you call him, he's there. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Melissa, for typing it in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. 
So number four again was God is omnipresent. Number five, hallelujah. Yes, Candy, we're never alone. We're never alone, Jesus. We're never alone. Jesus, I know many of us have been gone through, especially in the season where many things have been uncertain in our lives. We don't know, you know, what's going to happen next. One thing for sure is that God is consistent, that God remains the same when everything is changing around us. God remains the same in our lives. God's everywhere. He's all knowing. God remains the same. We can rely on him. Why? Because he's the only one that remains the same. He's everywhere. We're never alone. We're never alone. Even if, even when we're in seasons where God may require for us to, to be by ourselves, the meaning that we have to separate ourselves from people, God is still there. God is still there. I know firsthand when it was a season in my life where God had me to separate away from people that was not going along the same path. Not saying that anything was wrong with them as people. It just meaning that God was taking me in a different path. So God had to separate me from them. He had to separate me. So I was in a season in my life where I was a lot of times um, by my, well, it felt like I was by myself, but God was with me. God was pruning me. God was shaping me. God was molding me. God was transforming, transforming me into the woman of God that he called me to be. And I just want to encourage you with anybody that, that God may have separated you from some people or from a different place. Know that God is with you and it's only going to be beneficial for you in the long run. I know it may hurt right now. I know it may hurt right now, but trust me. Trust me. It is going to be the betterment of your life. For you in the next season. It's better for you to allow God to do the pruning in your life now. For you to do the pruning in your life now, then for you to delay it, and it'll be even harder later. Hallelujah. Number five. Um, I didn't get there yet, Melissa. It's better for you to do it now. And allow God to do the work in you. Hallelujah. Allow God to do the work in you. Allow him to take everything that is not like him out. So that he can fill you back up with more of him. Glory. Allow him God to remove everything. Every unwanted thing. Every bad habit. Every bad mindset. Every bad thing that is not like him. Remove it out of the way. So that God can fill you up with more of him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So number four again was omnipresent. God is everywhere. Number five. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number five is that God is omnipotent. God is omnipotent. That is O-M-N-I-P-O-T-E-N-T. O-M-N-I-P-O-T-E-N-T. And that means that God is all powerful. God is all powerful. Jesus, God is mighty. He's mighty. God is all powerful. It's nothing that God can't do. It's nothing that God can't do. Why? Because he has all power. He has all power in his hands. 
and when we rely on him, God will do it for us if we rely on him. Hallelujah. He will do it. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, verse 20 through 25. And I'm reading from the NIV version. Romans 1, verse 20 through 25 in the NIV. It says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the de degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve creating things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. So God in this passage, God wanted me to show us that a lot of people have been deceived in this hour into thinking that other things are more powerful than God. And that just because we don't see things happening, just because things seem like they're delayed. A lot of people have, just because God is not moving in, the, in our timing, although things are going to happen in God's appointed time, we have started creating and worshiping idols, has started, and, and what's the idol? Anything that you put before God. So you can, if you're putting your, you could be putting your job before God. You could be putting, putting relationship before God. You could be putting TV before God. You could be putting music. It's so many things that because anytime that God tells us to do something, just like I mentioned earlier, when we are so connected to things and people to the point where if God tells us to separate from it, separate from it, we don't do it. We don't do it. And that's telling God that we rather stay connected to this thing, to this idol than to serve him who is the ultimate source. We'd rather stay connected to things that, that don't do us any good. Things that can't provide for us. Things that can't heal us. Things that can't deliver us. People that can't save us. Rather than staying connected to the ultimate source. Who is God? So again, God is all powerful. There is nothing that God can't do. There is nothing that God can't do. God is powerful. Hallelujah. Next point. So we said number five is God is omnipotent, all powerful. Number six, God is our provider. Glory, glory, glory. God is our provider. I know for you, all of these things, I know God to be my provider. In moments where it seemed like, huh, I wasn't going to have anything when it seems like I was going to run out of money, when it seems like I was going to have any food, when it seems like I was going to be evicted from my own home. God provided for me. Yeah, God provided for me. 
Jesus, God provided. Glory be to God. It's just for you because the thing is, is that when God is leading for us to do something, if God is leading for you to write a book, if God is leading for you to move, if God is leading for you to open a business, whatever it is that God is requiring for you to do in a season, know that God has already providing for you. God is already giving you the resources. And resources are not just about monetary. It's not just about provide. It's not just about money. Resources meaning, okay, I'm going to steal your resources as far as knowledge, as far as wisdom, making sure that you're in the right place at the right time, that you're connected to the right people, that you're in the right location, resources, resources, glory be to God. Yes, Candy, hallelujah, thank you, glory be to God. Resources, God is limitless. With resources. God is our provider. God is our provider. Let's go to Philippians 4 verse 19. In the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. God we feel your presence. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. God is our provider. Let's go to Philippians 4.19. In the Amplified. In the Amplified version. Hallelujah. It says. And, by, and my God will liberally supply. Fill until full. Yeah. Your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Again it says. And my God will liberally supply fill until until full fill until full so god is going to supply all of our needs he's going to fill it until it's full my god he's going to fill it until it's full so that means that huh, god's oh jesus that god's resources are unlimited it's unlimited. God is going to continue to fill it until it's full. And when that resources runs out, he's going to fill it again. That means that there's never going to be a moment in your life where you're not going to be full. He's always going to provide and fill you up with more. When everything else Leaves when everything else is gone. God will fill you up. Until you're full. Until you're full. So it's no need for us to worry. It's no need for us to fret. It's no need for us to be weary. Because God said he will fill us up. Until we're full. According to his. Riches and glory. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you for being our provider. We thank you for being our provider, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next point. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Next point. Number seven. God is our protector. 
God is our protector. My God, God is our protector. Hallelujah. I remember, glory be to God, being in an accident about, I think it was a little over 10 years ago. And I fell asleep at the will. Glory to God. I fell asleep at the will. It was late. I was tired. Fell asleep at the will. And I remember, huh, the way this accident happened, I should have been gone. I should have been gone. I was driving and the way it was a curve. I fell asleep at the wheel and my car went into a ditch. It went into a ditch. Glory be to God. The car, it hit a tree because the tree was there. So it means that it stopped. It stopped the car. Glory be to God. And I didn't wake up. Like I felt myself. I felt the car and I hit in the bumps and I was like, I didn't understand what was going on. And it woke me up and then it hit it. And then the glass shattered from the front, from the front. Um, What is that? Yeah, the front uh, rear mirror, whatever that thing is, the front, very front. And, and it was, I was on my left side and all I remember is being able, I was like, oh no. And I, I was leaning over. And yes, the glass hit my face. Glory be to God. But I was able to get out of the car. I was able to get out of the car. And able to go up, Jesus. And able to go up, Jesus. Out of the ditch. The car was totaled, Jesus. The car was totaled, hallelujah. But God protected me. Oh, Jesus, God protected me. I could have been dead, but God protected me. He sent his angels. God sent his angels. And even though I wasn't thinking about God in that moment, but God protected me. I was even able to call my mom in that moment. I think she lived about a block away from me. I called my mom. And she came and she, if you looked at the car, I could have been dead. So I know that God is a protector. God is a protector. He is the ultimate source. Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the ultimate source. And he'll do the same for you. There's no limit to what God can do. There is no limit to what God can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, mom. I came out with no bruises. Not even hurt. I had a few scratches on my face from the glass. And that was it. That was it. Who Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. For God is our protector. Let's go to Psalms chapter 18. Verse 1 through 9. Hallelujah, Jesus. Psalms 18, verse 1 through 9 in the Amplified Version. This is David talking. Hallelujah. It says, I love you fervently and devotedly, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock 
my fortress and the one who rescues me, my God, my rock and strength in whom I trust and take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death surrounded me and the streams of ungodliness and torrents of destruction terrified me. The cores of Sheol, the netherworld, the place of the dead surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me, Jesus, in my distress. When I seemed surrounded, I called upon Jesus. I called upon the Lord and cried and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry for help came before him into his very ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the mountains trembled. They were shaken because he, he was indignant and angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and fire from his mouth devoured. Coils were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens and also and came down and thick darkness was under his feet. My God, David was showing us how God protected him from his enemies. Saul was trying to attack and kill David for years because Saul, King Saul had already lost and already forfeited his rightful place as king of Israel because he was disobedient to God and God appointed King David as the new king over Israel. And even after God appointed David as the king of Israel, David still had to wait until his time right to get in his rightful place as king. Jesus and Saul knew that God's hand was not on his life anymore and God's anointing was not on his life anymore and he was jealous of David so for the rest of his life he sought to kill David every chance that he had every chance that he had he sought to kill David but God he protected David from his enemies God protected David from his enemies Cause ah, uh, David had a heart for God. David had the heart for God. And because David had a heart for God, and even when David was in the presence of King Saul and David could have very well killed Saul, but he didn't. Even when he was in the, the, Saul's company, God protected him. Jesus, God protected him. And God will do the same for you. Whew. God will do the same for you. God is the ultimate source. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is the ultimate source. Hallelujah. So number seven was God is our protector. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Number seven was God is our protector. Number eight is God is our help. God is our help. Glory be to God. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10 in the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. It says, do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand. A hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. God says I will help you. Jesus. When we're drowning, when we're sinking deep in sin, God says, I will help you. If you cry out to me, he said, I'll help you. Even when we are in a state of living a sinful lifestyle, in a state of of a backslidden lifestyle, God will help us. If we cry out to him, I remember Jesus years of being in a backslidden state. And although I was still in church, I was still not living a surrendered life. Because it's one thing to be saved, but it's another thing to be surrendered. Because when you are surrendered, that means that you give God complete and utter control over your life. That God, wherever I go, wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. God, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. God, whoever you tell me to leave, God, I'll leave for you, Father. Because you are my help. Because you are my help. Glory be to God. And when I was in that state. Glory be to God. I remember being in my drunken state. On Cinco de Mayo. And after coming to that night. I said God I can't do this no more. God I can't run away from you no more. God I need your help. God I tried to do this on my own. God, I tried to be free on my own. God, I tried to be saved on my own. God, I need your help. And in that moment, I felt God with me. And he reminded me that I'm not perfect. But I am perfected through Christ. God reminded me that I'm not perfect, but I am perfected through Christ. And that if I depend on him, he will help me. And if I'm ready for him to help me, he will do it. See, God never left me. He never forsaken me. He was always there, but he was waiting. God was waiting for me to cry out for help. Jesus. God was waiting for me to cry out for help. Jesus. And that's what he's waiting for you too. He's waiting for you to cry out for help. God said he never left you. He said he's always been there. But he said, are you willing and are you ready for me to help you? You can't do this alone. We were not created to do this by ourselves. This walk is not easy, but it's worth it. And when we rely on God, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Rely on God for help. Jesus, rely on him for help. He'll be there if you call on him. He'll be there if you just call out his name. Say, Father, I need you. God, I need your help. And I promise you, when you cry out unto God, he will be there. When you cry out to God, he will answer your call. He will comfort you in moments when you need comfort. He will hold you in moments when you just need to be held. 
And when you don't even have words to say, even when you don't have words to say, you say, oh. And you just have tears crying, calling down your face. Your spirit man cries out for God. He hears our cries. He says, I'm your help. He says, I'm your help. Will you cry out to me? Will you cry out? Friends may go. People may leave. But God says I'm there. Will you cry out for his help? Jesus, we need you in this hour, Father. God, we need you. When everybody is running around amok because of what's happening in this world, we know who God is. We know that God is sovereign. All things, he reigns on the throne and all things are under his control. All power is in God's hands. There's no need for us to worry because he is our help. Hallelujah. He is our help. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Next point. Glory be to God. Number eight was God is our help. Number nine is God is our healer. God is our healer. He's our healer. Jesus, hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5 in the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, Jesus. Our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, the punishment required for our well-being fell on him. My God. And by his stripes, wounds, we are healed. By his stripes, oh, by his wounds, we are healed. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed. People are saying, okay, well, Jesus, no. They're saying, oh, you're talking about Jesus. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. Why? They are one and the same. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. God who is. Who was and who is to become. Glory be to God. The same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So God, we were healed then. We're healed now. And we shall be healed in the future. God, there's nothing that God can't do. Woo. There's nothing that God can't do. God is our healer. If he healed us before, he's going to heal us now. And he's going to be able to heal us again. Glory be to God. What, must, what has made us think the enemy has convinced us that just because God did it before that God won't do it again. No, same God back then, same God right now, same God tomorrow. He remains the same. If he healed you from cancer, then he'll heal you from this. If he healed your mind, then he'll heal your body. If he healed your soul, then he'll heal you and he'll make you whole. Glory be to God. God is a healer. 
God is a healer, but we just have to know who he is. God is ready. God is ready to do some things in our lives, but we just have to be open and receive from him. Glory be to God. Give me one moment. I'm going to start Instagram again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. God is. Hallelujah. God is our healer. He is our healer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Welcome back, Instagram. God is our healer. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed. When we have aches in our body, touch your body. God has given us the authority to touch ourselves in moments where we might not be able to reach anybody else. Sometimes there are going to be times in your life when you try to call somebody for them to pray for you. And they might not be available. But just because they're not available does not mean that God won't meet you right where you are. That might be a cry for God to say, listen, Lord, it's just me and you. And I know that you said in your word that by Jesus stripes that I am healed so Lord God I'm going to touch my own head God Lord God I'm going to touch my own heart God Lord God I'm going to touch my own limbs father because God I know you said in your word that by Jesus stripes I am healed so God I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit that resonates on the inside of me that even if nobody else is around me God you said you never leave me or forsake Take me, God. You said you're a healer, God. That by Jesus stripes, soya. I am healed. Yerabasi. I am healed. Jesus. Not I will be healed, but I am healed. God is the I am. Yerabasi. He is I am. God says, I. Oh, he says, you are healed. Not will be. Not shall be. You are. We just have to believe it and activate our faith. We just have to believe and activate our faith. And know that God is a healer. So if God is a healer. And if we are children of the most high God. We are healed. We just have to activate our faith. And know that when we say it out of our mouths. God can and will do it. If we believe, hallelujah, if we believe, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, if we believe, hallelujah, glory be to God. So we're talking about who God is. He is the ultimate source. The ninth attribute was our healer. Number 10, God is our strength. Hallelujah. God is our strength. God is our strength. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms 73. Hallelujah. Verse 25 through 28. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All glory to your name, Father. Psalms 73. Verse 25 through 28. In the Amplified Version, it says, Whom have I in heaven but you? My God, and beside you, I desire nothing on earth. Jesus, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the rock and strength of my heart 
and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful and have abandoned you. Glory. But as for me, it is good for me to draw near to God. I have made the Lord, Lord God, my refuge and placed my trust in him that I may tell of all your works. Yeah, my God, that I may tell of all his works. Yeah, that you may tell of all God's works. God says his strength, yeah, is made perfect in our weakness. Jesus, yes, candy. God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So in moments, when it seems like we're going to fall, because the word of God says we all fall short of God's glory. But when we look into God for him to strengthen us, God will strength is made perfect in our weakness. God's not looking for us to be perfect. He's looking for us to rely on him. He's looking for us to depend on him. He's looking for us to be available to be used for his glory. But we have to know who God is. We have to know God as the ultimate source. We have to know God as our strength. We have to know him as our strength. We got to know it. Because again in Philippians 4.13 it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Through strengthens me. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. When we depend on Jesus Christ, we can do all things. It doesn't matter if you have a degree. It doesn't matter where you grew up at. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter how much money you have in a bank. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. God is our strength. God is our strength. He is the ultimate source. The number 10 was our strength. Two more attributes. God is. Number 11. Our deliverer. God is our deliverer. Hallelujah. He is our deliverer. Let's go to Psalms chapter 34. Verse 4. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Psalms 34. Verse 4. The Amplified Version. It says, I sought the Lord on the authority of his word, and he answered me, Jesus, and delivered me from all my fears. My God, again, it says, I sought the Lord, Jesus. He sought the Lord, glory be to God. And this was um, a Psalm of David. So this was David. God sought the Lord. I mean, the David sought the Lord, hallelujah, on authority of his word, word, and then God answered him. So after David sought the Lord, God answered him, glory be to God. And because God answered him, glory, God delivered him from all his fears. How many of us have been fearful? 
God has been calling for us to do certain things in our lives. God has been stretching us to get out of our comfort zone. <clears throat> God has been stretching us to go into new places. God has been stretching us to speak to people, to pray for people, to do things that we wouldn't normally do. Glory be to God. And because of our fears, we have not been obedient to God's perfect will. We have not been obedient to God's instructions. But David said, that God delivered me from my fears. He said, God delivered me from my fears. Woo. A lot of us have been hindered. A lot of us have been blocked. Because of the fears. Because of the fear of torment. Because of the fear of being in front of people. Because of the fear of rejection. Because of the fear of abandonment. Because of all these fears that we have. We have not been moving forward in the things of God. But God says, if you call out to me. If you seek my face. Yeah, and say, God, I need your help. I will deliver you from your fears. God says, I just want to know if you're available. I want to know if you're available. I know what your weaknesses are. I know the things that, that on paper in the natural, it seems like if, if you, if in the natural, you would not be qualified to do it. But no, he said, I qualified you. I called you. And because you answered the call, you are chosen. We are a chosen royal priesthood. We are a chosen people. Because we answered the call, we are chosen. So God says he knew. He knew about all of our weaknesses. He knew about all of our shortcomings. But God says his strength is made perfect in our weakness. God is going to deliver us from our fears. If you're ready, I know he's going to, you want to be, God is going to require for us to do some things where we're going to be shaking in our boots while we're doing it. My God, but because we depend on God, God will be with us every step of the way. Because we depend on God, God will be with us every step of the way. Jesus. Yes, Lord. God qualifies the unqualified. Ooh. God will deliver you from your fears. I know you've been hurt, but God is a deliverer. I know you've been abandoned, but God is a deliverer. I know you have strongholds. I know you have. I know you have strongholds, but God is a deliverer. I know you have soul ties, but God is a deliverer. And the word of God says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Who the sun sets free? Who's the sun? Jesus Christ. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And if you're ready to be free today, God will deliver you. He will deliver you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Less attribute that I have for tonight. God is our redeemer. God is our redeemer. That's number 12. God is our redeemer. Hallelujah. And what does redeem mean? Which is the root word of redeemer? Gain 
or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. Woo! Gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. And how is God our Redeemer? Really, Jesus. God sent His only begotten Son to save a wretch like you and me. To save a wretch like you and me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the price for you and me. And what was the price? Uh, to save our souls. To save our souls. Because when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Huh, eternal life was taken away from us. Eternal life was taken away from us. And the devil had the keys. The devil had the keys. To life. But ah, Jesus. But ah, God sent his only son to be the ultimate sacrifice for us. To be the ultimate sacrifice for us. Jesus. So that we would not have to pay the price. And that he paid the price for all of our sins. Jesus paid the price. And therefore he became the redeemer. So now, we regain possession. Jesus regained the possession of our lives so that we can have eternal life. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we now will have eternal life when this life here on earth is over. My God. Jesus is our Redeemer. Oh, God is the Redeemer. Hallelujah. Let's go to Job chapter 19. Job 19 verse 25 to 27 in the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. It says, for I know that my Redeemer and Vindicator lives. And at the last, he will take his stand upon the earth. Even after my mortal skin is destroyed by death. Yet from my immortal flesh, I will see God. Whom I, even I, will see myself, and my eyes will see him and not another. Jesus, my heart faints within me. Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives. He said that I know my Redeemer lives. That even when my immortal flesh is gone. Oh, I know my Redeemer lives. I want to read Isaiah 53, 5 again. Hallelujah. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required woo, for our well-being fell on him and by his stripes wounds we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness, wickedness of us all. Our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. Hallelujah. One moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our wrongdoing. To fall on him instead of us. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing to fall on him. 
instead of us. Jesus is, ah, he's the ultimate source. The ultimate sacrifice. My God, so the attributes, how do we know that God is the ultimate source? Number one, God is the creator of all things. Number two, God is the author and finisher of our faith. Number three, God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. Number four, God is omnipresent. He, God is everywhere. Number five, God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Number six, God is our provider. Number seven, God is our protector. God, number, number eight, God is our help. Number nine, God is our healer. Number 10, God is our strength. Number 11, God is our deliverer. And number 12, God is our redeemer. Hallelujah. If you don't understand or believe that God is our ultimate source after all of those attributes, my God, then you need to go to God and ask him to reveal himself to you. And this is just 12. There's so much more. God's a strong tower. He's a refuge. It's so much more to God. That he it, it may not have even revealed himself to us yet. But there's so much more to God. To God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for everybody that is watching and that is listening, Father. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that in this season, Father, that we would depend on you as our ultimate source in the name of Jesus. That even when people leave, even when resources seem like they're running out, Father, God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will be our provider, that you will be our protector, God, that you will be everything we need and more in the mighty name of Jesus. That, Father God, that we won't fret, God, that we won't grow weary, Father, that we won't worry in the name of Jesus, that we won't doubt you, O oh God, but we'll look unto the hills from which cometh our help father because our help comes from you in the mighty name of Jesus so Holy Spirit I thank you that you're strengthening us right now Father God in times Father God where it seems like our faith God is falling God short in the name of Jesus but I thank you Father God that you're reuniting God the power God reuniting Father God the um Reuniting God the passion God Reuniting the fire that's in us in the name of Jesus Father God For us to believe in you For us to rely on you God For us to God continue God to seek you Father Increase our prayer life in the name of Jesus May we continue to pray God May we continue God to read your word God May we continue to worship you God May we continue to praise you Father God May we not allow people May we not allow circumstances God May we not allow Father God anything God to take us away from you Father for God we depend on you father God we will stay near to the cross God we will stay near to the cross we'll stay near to the cross father you are our help you are our strength you are our redeemer God we love you with all our heart and soul heal our hearts make us whole make us anew Lord we love you we thank you, God, for meeting us right where we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And before I leave, hallelujah, I do want to offer the gift of salvation for those that don't know Christ, whether you're watching or listening. And after watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, you realize that after learning about all that God is, who God is, 
you know that you need him in your life. But the thing is, the only way to get to God the Father is through Jesus Christ the Son. And in order to get to God, you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For the word of God says, uh, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man cometh to the Father but through him. That's in John 14, 6. So if you want to get to God, you must accept Jesus Christ as son. And if you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. I know that I need you, Jesus. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth that you not only died for me, but you were buried and rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I surrender myself unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Welcome into the family of God. All heaven is rejoicing for your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. And for those of you that may have strayed away from the things of God, you once had a relationship with Christ, but you allowed hardships, you allowed relationships, you allowed yourself to be disconnected from God. To be disconnected from Jesus. But one thing is about Jesus. Huh. One thing is about God. He will forgive you. If you repent of your sins. And if you're ready to get it right with him. Jesus is married to the backslider. Jesus will leave the 99 just for you. I know you messed up. But guess what? Jesus said. Huh. I'm here for you. And if you're willing and ready to surrender your life, he'll give you another chance. Uh, he'll give you another chance. So if you're ready to come back to Jesus, say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. I already know that you are a savior. I already know that you died on the cross of my sins and rose on the third day so I can have life eternally. Jesus. I ask that you forgive me of my wrongdoings. Wash me, make me whole, renew me again, renew my mind. Renew me, Jesus. I surrender my will unto you. Thank you for giving me another chance to get it right. I surrender and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, hallelujah. Welcome back into the body of Christ. The best decision you ever make in your life. If you need to find a church home, one thing I know is that when you're saved, it's better for you to be connected. And the way to stay connected is make sure that you are under glory, that you are under great leadership, and that you have a shepherd over you. If you need help finding a church home, I go to the River Church. My pastors are Pastor Tracy, Pastor Charles, and Pastor Tracy Williams. But if you are not in the city, and if you need help, even if you are in the city, you need help, please reach out to me. You can inbox me here, inbox um, me here on Facebook or on Instagram under I underscore and perfectly perfect um, on Instagram. And I'm able to pray for you if you have 
um, any prayer requests, please reach out to me. Please. You can comment under the section if you feel um, led to, or you can inbox me as well. I love you guys so much. I pray that you were encouraged and uplifted. And remember, remember that God is the ultimate source. When everything else fails, when everything else, glory be to God, changes. Remember that God remains the same. So I love you. I pray that you have a wonderful week. And until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys later. Have a good night.